Welcome back. You are listening to that one sports podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Wilson, on the ones and twos. I got a great show for you today. Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) So we're going to talk about Missouri, Georgia. Talk about a stab in the chest and turning the knife. You know we got to talk about that game. We will also recap week nine of the NFL and the games that were played. So that's what we got on the show today. So let's go. Man, oh man, oh man. Where do I begin with this? In my recent memory, I cannot think of a time for Mizzou football to have the opportunity that they had this last Saturday. Because it hasn't happened. They haven't had the opportunity that was presented to them on Saturday. Start off the game brilliantly. Brady Cook hits Luther Burden for like a 45-yard touchdown. After the defense holds Georgia, I think they get one or two first downs, then they punt. Mizzou gets the ball, go down. Luther Burden, 45-yard touchdown. Feeling good about that. Georgia comes back and scores. So then we get to 10-10. And if you know football, the end of the first half and the beginning of the second half is vital to you winning the game. Because you have an opportunity to, if you have the ball towards the end of the second, at the end of the second half, you can score with little time left to where the opposing team doesn't have enough time to score. And then you get the ball back again after half to where if you can put up another score, then it's absolutely game-changing. So that four minutes before the half and four minutes after the half are vital when you have those opportunities. Missouri had the opportunity to score before half and could not get it done, the offense stalled out. And then again, they get the ball after half. And I'm pretty sure they go three and out. They may have gotten one first time, but then they punt. When you play Georgia, you cannot afford to make those mistakes. The game that we played, if we probably played almost any other team in the SEC besides Alabama or LSU, we could probably maybe get away with that. But when you're playing... The number one team in the country will technically rank number two. In my opinion, the number one team in the country, you cannot afford to make those mistakes. So that was that was huge. And them not being able to score points right at the end of the first half and right at the beginning of the second half. And then Brady Cook. When you're playing at the level that you're playing at, you cannot make the mistakes that you made playing and simple. Again, when you're playing a team like Georgia, you cannot make those mistakes. The game in the fourth quarter, score 21-24 Georgia. You're only down by three points. Eight, nine minutes left of the game. And Brady Cook throws an interception that, in my opinion, is absolutely unacceptable. How he did not see the 300-pound-plus defensive end that he threw the ball right to. I don't know 
how he did not see that guy. I don't know why he didn't throw it out to the guy in the flat, the running back in the flat that had a one-on-one. Like, I just, I don't know what he was thinking. And I don't know if it's the type of situation. Because now, in the two biggest games of Missouri season, Brady Cook has thrown interceptions in the fourth quarter. And that's absolutely unacceptable. For Missouri to get to where they want to be at, Brady Cook cannot make those timely those timely errors and those moments of the game. That's just unacceptable. The Missouri defense played well enough to win this game. So Brady Cook throws a pick. The defensive lineman takes it all the way back like inside the five-yard line. So you know they're going to score a touchdown. Again, a three-point game, and we make a decision like that, which I don't understand. And honestly, it gave me, you know, it made me think right back to the LSU game when he threw the pick six in the fourth quarter. He threw, he literally threw it right to the guy. I don't know where he was looking. Both picks in the LSU game, like, I don't know how he did not see the defender in front of the receiver, but somehow he didn't. It's just super frustrating because, like I said earlier, Missouri had the roster and the talent to go down into Athens and beat Georgia. And Missouri and Brady Cook, we let them off the hook. Because if we play better in the fourth quarter and Brady Cook doesn't make a bonehead decision and throw it right to the, the defensive end, maybe we go get a field goal and then it's 24-24. Or hell, maybe, maybe we even score a touchdown and then we go up. But Brady Cook cannot make those, have those mental lapses in those in that situation. It's just gonna happen. And then he threw another pick at the end of the game trying to go down and score again. So in Missouri's two losses this year, Brady Cook has thrown two picks in the fourth quarter. Brady Cook has gotta have a better fourth quarter. If not, Missouri's not gonna be able to get to it to eventually wanted to be at. Because the most frustrating thing about this whole game is if Missouri did what they were doing and don't make those mistakes in the fourth quarter, they give themselves a shot to win the game. And then if you win the game in Athens, you're talking about college football playoff, which Missouri has never been a part of. That's what happened when we lost this game against Georgia and Athens. Any hope for the college football playoff? Absolutely done. Absolutely done. Not going to happen. Even if Missouri wins out, there's no way they get into the college football playoff. Now, the, the, they'll get a really good bowl, but there's no chance that they get into the college football playoff, which something as a football program, Mizzou has never done. And that's what was at stake this last Saturday. And as a Mizzou fan, I hate to say this, but, and I know the mindset needs to change, but watching that game and probably just because we've been conditioned to do so, I was sitting there thinking, when's the shoe going to drop? And I shouldn't be that way. But as a Missouri football fan, you've been conditioned to think that way. And until they prove you otherwise, you're going to continue to feel that way. You know, I, I used to feel the exact same way about the Kansas City Chiefs until Patrick Mahomes came and he changed that whole narrative. Brady Cook needs to change the narrative. 
because he has the talent to do it. He just mentally needs to get right and make sure he doesn't make those bonehead throws in the fourth quarter of games that will cost you the game. I will say, to go into Athens and play the game we did for the first time, like I said earlier, we had the talent in the football team to compete with Georgia and beat Georgia. They were just better on Saturday because the quarterback didn't turn the ball over. And that's what it came down to. Like LSU, the reason why LSU won that game against Missouri, they took care of the football. Something Missouri has not been able to do in the fourth quarter of the two most important games of the year, which is frustrating. But the great thing about football is you get to strap it up and you get to play the next week. Missouri has three games left on the schedule. You have Tennessee at home, Florida at home, and on the road at Arkansas. Now, despite everything that's happened, if Missouri wins out and they end up going 10-2, and two, if you would have asked any Missouri fan before this season if they would sign up for 10-2, and two, they would be like, absolutely yes. But because of the circumstances and the way the season played out, as a Missouri fan, you, you, you dreamt of something a little more. Unfortunately, it's not going to happen. But, you know, hopefully next year. Hopefully next year. And also the football playoff expands to 12 next year. So if Missouri wins out, they would definitely probably be in the in, in the top 12. So just motivation for next year to be able to put themselves in a position to do so. So proud of how the Tigers played because, like I said, it was the first time that we went down to Athens, Georgia. And I felt that our team was just as good or better than Georgia from a talent perspective, which is really hard to do. And we just didn't get it done. But hopefully Missouri can get right before this coming Saturday against Tennessee. That game is super important if you want a really good bowl game. So hopefully Missouri can flush this and move on and take care of Tennessee. Moving on to the NFL, baby. Oh, boy. What a week in the NFL. First, uh, first game we'll talk about is the Steelers-Titans. That was the Thursday night game. That was just very... I don't know how the Steelers are 5-3. and three. Somehow, they're, they just grind out games and win. Um, nothing, nothing really... That stood out about this game. Steelers get the win 20 to 16. Next game on the docket. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the Miami Dolphins in Frankfurt, Germany, 21 to 14. Holla at your boy. Tyreek didn't throw the deuces, but guess what? Tyreek Hill, oh, he wanted to give work, but he got worked. Okay. So. The Chiefs start out the game, seven plays, 75 yards, go score touchdown. And, and as a Chiefs fan, you're thinking, oh, heck, here we go. The offense is right. We about to put up 40 points. Unfortunately, that was not the case. So the Chiefs end up getting another scoring up 14-0. And again, what I talked about earlier with the Missouri game, same as in the NFL, the last four minutes of the second half and the first four minutes of the second half are vital. 
And that was the difference in this game right here. You had the Chiefs get a score in the second quarter, and then Miami is Miami is driving with less than a minute to go in the first half to try to get a touchdown to where they're only down seven because then they, they got the ball after half. So if they can score a touchdown right before half, then they come out and then they score a touchdown after half, then game's tied 14-14, and it's a whole different ball game. But what happened? Probably the most exciting football play, the most exciting NFL play of the week, and I might be biased. But Tua throws a bubble screen to Tyreek Hill. And how ironic is it that the guy they drafted with the, with the picks they got from the Miami Dolphins is the guy, a.k.a. Trent McDuffie, who hits Tyreek Hill and forces the fumble. Mike Edwards picks the ball up, and then he laterals it to the other guy that the Chiefs got a pick from for Tyreek Hill, and he takes it to the house to make the score 21-0 at half. And as a Chiefs fan, it was absolutely, it was absolutely beautiful. It was so beautiful because Tyreek Hill has been talking all this trash about how he can't wait to come back to Airhead and throw up the deuces. And then when the game got moved to Germany, he said, oh, the only reason why they moved it to Germany is because they, they don't want me throwing up the peace signs and Arrowhead. Well, bruh, to be completely honest, you really didn't do a whole lot in this game. You had eight catches for 62 yards and no touchdowns. So why don't you piece on that to yourself? And honestly, I really wish that Brian Cook would have threw up the peace on when he got into the end zone just to let Tyreek Hill. Hey, Tyreek Hill, I'm going to take a page from The Rock and Travis Kelsey. Hey, Tyreek Hill, know your role. And shut your mouth, you jabroni, because you didn't do nothing. And let's just be honest. As of right now, the the Miami Dolphins are pretenders because they cannot beat a team that's over 500. They're 6-0 against teams below 500, and they're 0-3 against teams that are above 500. So until they can actually beat a team that's above 500, they're going to be struggling. So... I will say the the disappointing thing, the Chiefs do get the win, but the disappointing thing in this game, especially as a Chiefs fan, is the Chiefs offense could not do anything in the second half. They score no points in, in the second half. They The game ends on a two a sack because he fumbles the he fumbles the snap. And speaking of the Speaking of the return for uh, the return for touchdown right before half, what about this defense, dude? This defense is absolutely legit. This defense is top two in points given up per game. They're only giving up fourteen points a game. That's insane. In the NFL and the rules that allow offenses to do pretty much whatever they want and not being able to be as physical with the receivers, with this defense giving up. 14 points a game. That's absolutely fantastic. The offense needs to get right because the if the offense can get right and just get to at least averaging 24, 28 points a game, then we are going to be in absolutely great condition because if the defense keeps on playing like they're playing 
and we keep and the offense continues to get better and can put up 24, 25, 27, 28 points, we're going to be just fine. I am <clears throat> over the moon with how great the defense has been playing and is this year. It's just the offense needs to get better. If the Chiefs want to win in the playoffs, the offense has got to get better. The receivers need to start creating separation. I think it's a combination of receivers not getting open and play calling. I think it's all of it. I, I don't think it's just one thing. I The receivers do need, need to do a better job getting open, but also some of the play calls, like why are we run, giving it to P. Ryan on second and 10 in the second half? Like why is the ball not in Pat's hands? Like I think hopefully they're on a bye this week. Hopefully they really – can get that stuff worked out because they got the Eagles coming up and that is going to be an absolute barn burner. The Eagles are going to be looking for revenge because obviously the last time they faced the Eagles was in the Super Bowl and the Chiefs won that game. So they will be out for blood. So hopefully the Chiefs can Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes can get that offense right and the defense continue to play at the elite level that they're playing at. Kansas City Chiefs, holla at your boy. Get the win over the Miami Dolphins in Frankfurt, Germany, 21-14. to Vikings get the win over the Atlanta Falcons, 31-28. to How about that man, Joshua Dobbs? Joshua Dobbs <coughs> is traded to the Minnesota Vikings the week of the game. Doesn't take a snap in practice, is the backup quarterback, comes in, throws for over 100, 150 yards and, three, and two touchdowns to win the game. Absolutely fantastic. I'm super happy for Joshua Dobbs. You know, maybe with Kirk Cousins being out, maybe this, maybe this can be a, a rebirth for Joshua Dobbs, who has basically kind of bounced around the league as a backup quarterback. With with Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson, he's got weapons. So it'll be really interesting to see how Joshua Dobbs plays for the Minnesota Vikings. And who knows, maybe the 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 starter ahead of him, I don't know who it is. Maybe he got maybe he's healthy and it'll be interesting to see if, if the starter is healthy, if they continue to go with, with Dobbs or they or they go back to their starter. So again, Minnesota Vikings get the win over the over the Atlanta Falcons, Minnesota moves to five and four, and the Atlanta Falcons drop to four and five. Saints Bears, Saints get the win twenty four seventeen over the Bears. You know this was a very Derek Carr esque game. Throws for two hundred yards, two touchdowns, doesn't turn the ball over. Chris Olave has six catches for forty six yards and a touchdown. This is just you know. A good team versus a very bad team. You know, Chicago without Justin Fields, for them to not have the starting quarterback is is brutal for them because they need all the help they can get. And New Orleans Saints took care of business. The New Orleans Saints moved to five and four, and the and the Chicago Bears fall to two and seven. Packers Rams. Man, I tell you what, Green Bay Packers get the win over the Rams twenty to three, and man. The Rams are missing Matt Stafford. It is evident. The running game can't get going. The passing game 
can't get going. Jordan Loves goes for over 200 yards and in, in a touchdown. And in a game that was very unexciting because the, the Packers dominated the whole game. The Packers move to 3-5 and five and the Rams fall to 3-6. and six. Washington, Washington Commanders get the win over the New England Patriots 20-17. to 17. I tell you what, I really like this kid, Sam Howell, especially for being a late draft pick. He is absolutely balling out and getting dubs. And couldn't be happier for the kid, especially a guy who's drafted late who had so many quarterbacks go ahead of him. But for him to be doing what he's doing is great. Also, again, Eric Bieniemy being the offensive coordinator, I think he continues to show why he is good at what he does. You know, and honestly, it kind of also makes me think is is maybe Eric Bieniemy not being here, maybe is that affecting the Chiefs and their offensive offensive struggles right now? Again. New England Patriots fall to two and seven. Man, I tell you what, I would not be shocked if after this year Bill Belichick gets gets fired from the Patriots. I think it's very evident he was able to win because he had Tom Brady, and since Tom has left, they have not been good at all. I think they need a complete rebuild. So we'll see what happens with what the owner Robert Kraft does at the end of this year. And some people are speculating that if they don't win the next game or two, that he might. That you know that Belichick might be fired, which I think is insane. All that he's done for that organization, they could at least give him the courtesy of firing him at the end of the year. But you know, it, it, the NFL is a business. The Patriots fall to two and seven. The Commanders advance to four and five on the season. Ravens continue to roll. They beat the Seahawks thirty-seven to three. The Ravens are super scary right now. I don't know who they've all played, but the last month they have been absolutely rolling teams and putting up like over 30 points a game. Lamar is having a MVP-like season. I feel like right now him and Patrick are probably the two front runners or in the discussion for the MVP. The Ravens are now 7-2 and and look like they're at full strength and they are just absolutely just beating on teams. The uh and the thing is is the Seahawks are not a bad team. The Seahawks coming into the game were five and two. They fall to the five and three, but the Seahawks weren't a bad team. The Seahawks are a playoff caliber team. So for the Ravens to do that to the Seahawks, that's pretty impressive. So again, Baltimore rolls thirty seven to three over the Seahawks. Baltimore advances to seven and two. The Seahawks fall to five and three on the season. I tell you what, another rookie quarterback I'm excited about. How about that boy CJ Shroud? Throwing for 470 yards and five touchdowns. Who says all Ohio State quarterbacks can't play in the NFL? That boy CJ Shroud. Oh, he different. He different. Man, talk about a day. Houston Texans get the win over the Buccaneers. 39-37 in an absolute shootout I think he's going to win without a shadow of a doubt the offensive rookie of the year award at the end of the season the Texans are now four and four five hundred man they are playing well man if if I'm a Texas if I'm a Texans fan I'm ecstatic of the future of the franchise of 
how well CJ Stroud is playing, he is very much playing like a franchise quarterback. And as a Texans fan, you have to be elated about that. Houston Texans get the dub over the Buccaneers. Houston advances to four and four, and the Buccaneers fall to three and five on the season. Browns absolutely demolish the Arizona Cardinals. Cleveland Browns get the win 27 to zero over the Cardinals. The Cardinals are an absolute dumpster fire, and they will have the number one pick in the draft. So it'll be really interesting if they choose to draft Caleb Williams because everyone's saying he's the projected number one pick because he's the top quarterback in this draft. Deshaun Watson throws for over 200 yards and two touchdowns. Amari Cooper had a great day with five catches, 139 yards, and a touchdown as well. And I tell you what, that division with Baltimore, Pittsburgh, because now you have Baltimore at 7-2, Cleveland at 5-3, Pittsburgh at 5-3. The Bengals, I believe, are 5-3 now, 4-3, something like that. We haven't got to them yet. But, yeah, that, that division is going to be tight. And once they start playing each other, we'll see how well Baltimore plays the division. But, again, Browns get the win over the Cardinals, 27-0. The Browns advance to 5-3, and three and the Cardinals drop to 1-8. and eight. Colts-Panthers, this was kind of, you know, nothing too exciting. Uh, Colts get the win 27-13. The biggest difference in this game is the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young, he throws three interceptions. And anytime you turn the ball over that many times, it's extremely hard for you to get the win, and that was the case in this game. Colts get the win over the Carolina Panthers 27 to 13. The Colts advanced to 4 and 5 and the Carolina Panthers dropped to 1 and 7. Raiders absolutely demolished the New York Giants. The Raiders look really good in this game. Josh Jacobs looked like the Josh Jacobs of old, rushing for 98 yards and two touchdowns. This game was absolutely dominated by the Las Vegas Raiders. Again, Giants starting quarterbacks out they're not that good of a team that they fall to two and seven on this season. And as a, unfortunately as a Giants fan, there's not, not too much to be looking forward to, unfortunately for you. So Vegas Raiders advanced to four and five and the Giants dropped to two and seven on the season. How about them Cowboys? Let me tell you, Cowboys lose to the Philadelphia Eagles, 28 to 23. Again, the Dallas Cowboys will always be in the shadow of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they can't beat them when Philadelphia has uh, has all their starters. So Dak Dak has a great day. You know he throws for three hundred seven yards and three touchdowns. But how is it that it seems like that the Dallas defense shows up against average to below average teams that they dominate, but then you get a good offense like the Eagles and you know, they give up 28 points. So there's some really inconsistencies there with the Dallas defense. You know, some games they're world beaters. Other days they're giving up almost 30 points a game. So, um, the and in my opinion, the Eagles are a better team than, than the Cowboys. The Eagles advance to 8-1. and one. The Dallas Cowboys fall to 5-3. and A.J. Brown continues to dominate. At the receiver position with 66 yards and a touchdown, Jalen Hurst just continues to play really well. And he's also, I would say, in the MVP discussion as well. Yep, I, I was right. 
Bengals get the dub over the Bills 24 to 18, and the Bengals are now 5 and 3. So, in that division with Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Baltimore 7 and 2, and the three other teams are all 5 and 3. So, that division is going to be tight. I feel like the Bengals are all the way back. They 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 dropped their first their first three, but then they've won five straight. Joe Burrow has a Joe Burrow type game: three hundred fifty yards, two touches, no interceptions. This game, T. Higgins had an absolute day with eight catches for one hundred and ten yards. I will say, Jamar Chase did get hurt in this game. Hopefully, he is not out anytime. But um, the way he fell. On his back did not look good. So hopefully the Bengals can get him back ASAP. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because Jamar Chase is on my fantasy team. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's never a good thing when your quarterback is your leading rusher, which Josh Allen was for the Buffalo Bills. He rushes for 44 yards and a touchdown. Stephon Diggs continues to do work and prove why he's one of the best receivers in the NFL with 86 yards and a touchdown. So and, and in a tight game like this, the the difference is Josh Allen did throw a pick, and they lose by less than seven points. So that was the absolute difference in this game. Can't turn the ball over in the NFL. If you do, you will most likely lose unless you have an absolutely elite offense or an elite defense. Bengals advance to five and three. Buffalo falls to five and four on the season. Chargers finally didn't charge her. Chargers get the win over the Jets, 27-6. Offense showed up. Austin Eckler proves why he's one of the best running backs in the league. He scores two touchdowns for and also over 47 yards on the ground. Keenan Allen continues to have a fantastic season. He has eight catches for 77 yards for the Chargers. This actually this game surprised me because I thought the Jets defense would be a lot better in this game because they are one of the the better defenses in the league, I'd say probably top five defense. And whatever game plan the Chargers have for them, they just executed at a high level. Justin Herbert didn't turn the ball over. So Chargers just dominate the New York Jets 27-6. Chargers advance to 4-4. and The Jets fall to 4-4 and on the season. And that wraps up week nine of the NFL. Man, guys, it's been... A good week for the NFL. Been a really good week for a Chiefs fan because you beat the Miami Dolphins and don't have to worry about Tyreek Hill running his mouth, talking all that smack. So hopefully he stops doing that because I'm sure he, he doesn't want to have to get that work again. So, man, guys, so Chiefs going to the bye at 7 and 2. That's a great place to be, especially with the Eagles coming off the bye. Andy Reid. Andy Reid's record coming off the bye, something ridiculous. So I definitely expect the Chiefs to be prepared to take on the Eagles at home on Monday Night Football. And it is going to be a great game. Also, Missouri has Tennessee this weekend. Let's go, Missouri. Let's bounce back and get that dub so we can put ourselves back. Hopefully, if we can get a win over Tennessee, we put ourselves maybe hopefully in the maybe move up to number 10. But let's take care of business. Brady Cook, let's not have the mental lapses in the fourth quarter. Let's go out there and show that Mizzou is not the Mizzou of old and that we are a team that needs to be reckoned with. So, all right, guys, that is the episode. 
Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at that one sports podcast. And if there's anything you want me to talk about, please comment it on Facebook or Instagram. So guys, thank you so much for listening. I truly do appreciate it. And guys, always please remember, be kind. Because everyone you meet is fighting a battle that you have absolutely no idea about. Until next time, fam. Peace.